How's it going, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the third episode of The Process Podcast. And today, we're very lucky to have a special guest star with us, Thomas Zayner. Say hi to the people, Thomas. Hey, everyone. Thanks for having me on, Ben. No problem. All right. So we have a, a lot of cool things to cover today. Um, so we're going to start out with some depressing news. It's not very, very exciting, uh, but coronavirus is all over the media right now, and especially with sports and professional sports returning. So the MLB uh, just announced that 14 uh, Miami Marlins players got coronavirus and that the league could possibly be suspended. All 30 owners had a meeting yesterday to discuss. Uh, unfortunately, the Phillies played the Marlins in the first three games, which is uh, which is not very good. Um, so we have that, and then we also have the uh, NFL. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, he is a newly acquired receiver for the Eagles coming from San Francisco. He just decided to opt out of his contract, either because he doesn't think there's going to be a season or he is worried about his health for the next season. And a lot of stars could follow this trend, potentially canceling the NFL also. So our sports are in jeopardy. Thomas, any thoughts? Well, I think it's a dangerous situation because you could see this happening throughout all the major sports and until the foreseen future when we have a vaccine, which they're working very hard on. But I guess what's worrying is that we could be seeing a lot more of this and it could go on for quite a long time. So we might have to get used to watching Korean League Baseball on ESPN. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Not not saying anything bad about the sports that are on TV right now. You know, hey, we, we like we like the occasional NASCAR and the NBA is back up, which is exactly what we're going to be talking about today. The NBA. This is a Sixers podcast. So I asked Thomas to do a little bit of homework and he has uh, some trades that we're going to be going over. Thomas and I love talking about offseason trades uh, and I, I have no knowledge of what these trades are. I I just want him to go and explain. So go. OK, so I was doing some research last night. And after watching the two preseason games that we've had since the last episode mm -hmm. on Friday and Sunday, and I think that what we could turn our team into, which has been successful in the past, is a team where you have two outside shooters. Now, this has been very successful for franchises like the Warriors with Curry and Thompson on the outside sure. and Tatum and Kyrie. And if you can work the ball around the outside of the arc, then that gives you much more versatility and it really throws off the defenders. So obviously, it's it's unsure to talk about uh, hypothetical trades without any knowledge of what's going through the GM's minds. But I mean, I think if we're just spitballing here, like if you were Elton Brand right now, if I was Elton Brand right now, what would you do? I would want to acquire a young shooter. And luckily, throughout the league, there's a lot of them, and they're they're all across. And teams need the guys that we have. And throwing in picks, the Sixers have. The 22nd pick of the first round, hypothetically, and the 34th, which is not great, but not horrible. Still assets. Yeah, still assets. So I was thinking, for number one, this could be a stretch. Horford has moved onto the bench, which means we could get rid of him. And as Ben has said in previous episodes, and a lot of Sixers fans have been thinking, mm, he's he's underplayed. I mean, he's under. He's really he's not performing to the amount that we pay him. The guy's the guy's thirty three years old and he's got a twenty eight million dollar contract. Yeah, so he's one of the worst just, contracts uh, in the NBA. Well, let's just leave it at that. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. So there are teams that could use his veteran leadership, and I think that's what we would have to market <laughs> if we were going to go out to these markets. So I'm thinking for the Sacramento Kings, Buddy Heald, 
sure. was the uh, champion in three-point contest. And he's a young guy who can really work the arc like nobody else. So I propose that we give Horford in our 22nd pick to the Kings in return for Buddy Heald. Now, this might not go through because he's an asset for them, but they also don't have an outstanding big man. I guess you have Bagley. Yeah, I mean, they, they just traded for Alex Len, um, but he's nothing special. Sorry, Alex Len, if you're listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes, I think I think uh, Horford could actually benefit them as well. There's also been some rumors about Harrison Barnes as well because he's another veteran player who's overpaid. Mm-hmm. So the Kings are definitely a, a good team to look to trade with. Um, and just, you know, really getting rid of Horford's contract at yeah. this point would, would be ideal. It's just who wants to take that on is the question. Yeah. So I guess that's what other teams would have to consider. A poor a poor fool of a GM. <laughs> exactly. But if we could get rid of him, that would definitely be a step in the right direction. Yeah. So secondly, I'm looking at the Charlotte Hornets. Okay. Who, as we all know, are not a great franchise historically or currently. So they could be looking for any of the help that we can give them. Mm-hmm. So Devontae Graham is someone who can work the outside. So if we give, and he's a young guy, and I think he could boost our team. So maybe Devontae Graham. Most improved player candidate. Yeah. yeah. Devontae Graham for Jay Rich and Shake. Now, this is bold because Shake has been doing very well. But Devontae Graham's a point guard, and they would need a new point guard. And if he proves himself in this bubble, then maybe they'd be interested. They also have an eighth, the eighth pick in the draft. So if they threw that our way, maybe we could see some things coming up in the future. Okay, so you're thinking that out of desperation, Charlotte may be willing to give up their best player for some assets. Exactly. I think that's an, an interesting concept. I mean, the thought of having Ben Simmons and Bede and Graham potentially could be very effective. Mm-hmm. The thing you have to worry about with that, though, is if you have a best player kind of coming over, take Tobias Harris, for example. It's, it's a very, it seems like a very Tobias Harris-esque trade to me. And I just, I'm worried that Devontae Graham will not perform as well. He'll still, he'll still produce, but he, I don't think he'll put up the same numbers. Without the whole franchise without, supporting him. Without being the star. Yeah. Right? Because he would then, what would he then be, the third or fourth best guy? Yeah. And that's, in theory. That's, that's and I fair. mean, that's a scary thought. It could be a potentially lethal um, trade. I like that idea. But yeah, it's a very, it's a very like Tobias Harris-esque uh, trade to me. But he, you know, there's no, there's no saying he couldn't perform as well. Yeah. I mean, he could perform as yeah, well. You we never, never know. know. So I'm also a big fan of Shake. So I'd hate to see him go. I, yeah. Let's, let's talk a little bit about Shake because here's a guy who, I mean, we covered this in the first episode extensively, so I won't overdo it, but I mean, this guy's this guy's playing well. He is. He's playing well, and I'm I'm enjoying seeing it. These preseason games have already been exciting, and if there's one thing I've noticed from these preseason games, it's that we actually have a lot of shooting. There are actually a lot of guys that can shoot. And speaking of trades, the Warriors trade in midseason is, I think, overlooked. We picked up Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson. These mm-hmm. are two kind of you know, bench guys, they're not going to be stars, but they can shoot. And the more shooters you can surround and bead with, I think the better off you are. Even if though that's Shake, Furkan, Alec Burks, Glenn Robinson, it doesn't matter. Agreed. If only to clear the paint to give yes. him some more room. Yes. Yeah. So just surround and bead with shooters. I think that's going to be, you know, a very good path forward, especially with Simmons' move to power forward. You know, him and Embiid are, are going to be dominating the paint one of them gets doubled, suddenly you got an open man on the perimeter, and you want a man that can make that shot. Toss it out, yeah. 
and there's guaranteed points. So I have a question that um, most Sixers fans probably have thought about in you know these last couple of years, but I want to know. Do you think Embiid and Simmons can coexist on this team? We love them both, but I want to hear from you because you're our guest today. I want to hear from you. What do you think about these two players? Okay, it's a good question, and you're right. Everyone has given it a lot of thought, and they're both great players, and they've both been assets to our team. They also both have big egos, mm-hmm. which is which is always kind of dangerous. Jimmy Butler also had a very big ego. Mm-hmm. And as we saw, three of them together could not coexist. Now that he's gone, I think it's gotten better, I would say. And uh, Simmons moved power forward is interesting. Uh, we saw him do some good work in those preseason games. Um, he did He did well. He performed well. I think he's still fitting into his position. His new role, he was also a very good point guard. But I think moving Horford out of the lineup, giving him a new role, could do very well. But back to the question of Embiid. I think they can if they keep working on it. The Sixers as an organization have very good, I think, very good team chemistry. They seem to all be friends yeah. on and off the court. Yeah. At least that's what it looks like from the, from an outside perspective. Yeah, I would I would agree. So I think if we can continue with that, then that would be benefiting Philly. Um, if we had to give one of them away, uh, I would just... That was going to be my next yeah, question. You read my mind. Just spitballing. I think we could get someone more valuable for Embiid. And I think Simmons... So you would rather build a franchise around Simmons than around Embiid? Yes, which is controversial. That's controversial, no, but I kind of understand where you're coming from because, you know, Embiid, he's one of the most dominant big men in the league. You could get a ton for him, mm-hmm. another all-star. Simmons, on the other hand, has so much potential. He just turned 24. Mm-hmm. He could develop a jump shot. And if he does that... Which would be deadly. You know how, you know how you know, annoyed I would be if we traded Simmons... And then he just developed a jump yeah. shot on another team. It would be you would infuriating. Hate to see it. You would hate to see it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not saying Embiid has maxed out his potential, but I think Ben Simmons has more potential because he's just younger and, you know, he's just, he's so good at everything he does. He just can't, you know, he can't shoot. Yeah, I would agree with that. And he's getting bigger. He keeps uh, hitting mm, the weights. Yeah, he has been hitting the weights. People say that uh, if he could shoot a jumper, he would uh, mirror Magic Johnson. I agree. I've heard that. He's a very Magic Johnson-esque player. Yeah. Stephen A. Smith said he would be the best player in the league if he could shoot. Really? I, I mean, that that's a bit of a stretch for me, but I think he'd be very lethal. I think he's also becoming the face of Philly. And if I if I had to choose a long-term mm-hmm. player for our city and for this team, I, my gut says Simmons. Also, because I, I do agree with you on this, on this, and I think to back it up more, you got to question Embiid's durability. The guy plays about half the games. Yeah. Yeah, and that's frustrating for me as a fan watching him, you know, sit, sit out with right calf tightness yeah, in our scrimmage. Exactly. You know, it's just it's dumb. I'm glad, you know, actually, I, as much as this might be contradictory to what we said earlier, I actually like having Horford as a, as a backup option at center because you're like, well, Embiid's hurt all the time, so we need someone to fill that role. Yeah, and that is maybe what uh, crazy thought was going through Elton Brand's mind whenever he decided to sign Al Horford yeah. that Embiid would be injured <laughs> half the time. Maybe that's the only justification yeah. I can give for that Honestly, yeah. for that contract. On that note, also, our two other guys, Pell and O'Quinn, have both uh, shown promise. They in have shown games. promise. They have shown promise. 
Let's talk about these preseason games because that's probably the biggest focus of today. We have another one coming up tonight. It's against the Dallas Mavericks, another scrimmage, 8.30 p.m. Watch it. Study it. Come to the Sixers podcast as a guest. (laughs) Do the whole nine yards. But, you know, I like this team and how they're playing. It looks like we've got a lot of shooters, none of whom are outstanding or huge creators. But – they're working well in the team and they're finding little gaps in places, you know, to, to hit the threes. But yeah, back, back to Pell. Tell me about Pell. Tell me about O'Quinn and Pell, these backup centers. Well, I just love watching Pell. Let me tell you that. <laughs> when he put up that three in the first game, yep. I went wild. It was a great thing to see. I love him just playing the glass so well. I mean, this is a guy coming up from the G League, mm-hmm. same with Shake. Mm-hmm. They have a good guys. connection, and it's just it's great to watch. And I think that with proper coaching and a few more years under his belt, he could he could be a real NBA player. Yeah. Hey, you know Siakam was in the G League, so there's a lot of things that can happen in a very short amount of time. Norvell Pell, you know, he's the block king. What else can we say? We mm-hmm. we love Norvell. Um, and you know what? If he gets some rotational minutes in this playoffs or this season. I wouldn't be that Yeah, no complaints for me. No complaints for me either. It's just fun to watch the guy play. Yeah, I mean, if anything, it's entertainment. Yeah. It's entertainment. I mean, that's what we're looking for. Yeah, that's all. At the end of the day, we're just looking for a few nice blocks. You know, no fouls, though. I hate when people get into foul trouble. (laughs) Uh, But, yes, Norvell Pell is very exciting. He's, um, you know, a rookie this year and came up from the Blue Coats. Quite an interesting story. So, yeah, a lot of promising talent. A lot of guys kind of coming out of left field for us. Yeah. I, I like. And that's also the fun of uh, these preseason matches, watching them. You see some guys some play stuff. who wouldn't normally get that many minutes, and it's good to watch. I hope we can uh, secure a victory tonight. But in the end, it's it's good to get some practice minutes under the belt before uh, we start this mini season that we're having here. I know. And talk about the Thunder game. You know, if there's anything that disappoints me, it's getting up by 21, yeah. putting your scrubs in, and then, you know, Fourth quarter it. collapse. You know, I, I see too many fourth quarter collapses with this team. It's just giving me some bad memories of the season. Yeah. But, hey, it was the, it was the scrubs. I like to think if Simmons and Embiid were in there, this would not have happened, yeah. and it probably wouldn't have. But, you know, it is what it is. I consider that – I consider us 2-0 and right now, though the score <laughs> sheet might call us 1-1. One and one, But, yeah, I consider us 2-0. and That was a – Dominant performance up until the fourth quarter. It's just sad that as Sixers fans, you cannot feel safe going into the fourth oh, quarter. Oh, we game can't feel safe for a single game. I don't <laughs> care if it's a fifty-point lead. Yeah. I still won't feel safe. Yeah, <laughs> just got to keep up the pressure, which we need to I learn know. how to do. I know they seem to be taking their foot off the gas, and I, I can't really figure it out. Yeah, but yeah, no, this is uh all very exciting. Again, we've got these preseason games coming up. Watch the Mavericks tonight. I want to thank Thomas Zayner. You've been an excellent guest talking about all Sixers stuff all the time for all your Sixers needs. Keep watching the Process Podcast. Thank you, Ben. See you next time.